0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. What you're about to listen to is the half-hour post-show hangout that Nick Gray and I did on Instagram Live. We have yet another topic to talk about for the next half hour, and it has to do with one of the most interesting phones of the year, the LG Wing. Now, this swivel-like device brings a second screen to uh, the smartphone experience, and Nick and I sort of talk about our use case scenarios and how much fun we actually have with a phone like this. Also, we take, or rather we took, some of your questions from the Instagram live chat, including questions regarding how this phone stacks up against uh, foldables, other dual-screen devices, and we have a lot of positive things to say about our experience so far. With all that said, let's go ahead and get into this one, our half-hour post-show Q&A regarding the LG Wing specifically. Enjoy. I want to see how everybody is doing. Uh, we have Nick Gray. Um, as per usual, we have Nick or TK uh, for, for these currently. So, Nick is going to be jumping in, -in Editor-in-Chief of Fandroid. Uh, Go ahead and let me know how everybody is doing, but as you saw from the title, we are going to talk mostly during this live about this bad boy right here, the LG Wing. This is so much fun, um, but I think Nick will have a slightly different uh, thought (laughs) than I do about this phone. And I'm going to end up contradicting myself because I have said that dual-screen phones, or foldables, I should say. Foldables have been a whole different category, but dual screen phones have been something that I I actually kind of really believe in. So um we'll talk about that once Nick comes in. Looks like right now. All right. Let me know how everyone's doing. Diego, Diego's up in the chat. What's up, man? It is slick, yeah, dude, this thing is so cool. <laughs> I love this thing. There you go. How's it going? Doing all right. I went ahead and did one little, I call it, I'm going to say swerve, but I went ahead and did a swerve uh, on camera and Diego was like, that was super slick. I was like, yep. I can do it too. Take your your IMEI sticker off, dude. (laughs) You know what? I don't, I don't want to.
1: (laughs) Do you want to know the IMEI of my phone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always get, do you do that where when you're unboxing things, you immediately put a finger over every sticker (laughs) just in case?
1: No, I, this, when I did my unboxing of the Pixel 5, because I started with the outside box, um, I made sure to, I, I moved some of the stickers around to hide my address, but that's the first time in a long time that I've done anything to to hide anything, but, Mm. um, My personal address that's pretty much it but honestly like
0: if you do enough research you can find out where i live so (laughs) yeah that's kind of true actually the um so to everyone in the chat uh who might be kicking it with us for the next half hour ish uh we did come into i'm gonna make sure that uh when we do these episodes that we come into the live chat with you know at least one topic so we have something to talk about it makes it so that the extra episode also has its own topic but of course this is also a hangout, so anybody in the chat right now if you have questions for us or anything like that especially questions on this here LG wing um, then go ahead and throw it into the chat and let us know um, but the, the first thing I wanted to put out there you mentioned during the actual show when we mentioned like briefly that we had LG wings that the form factor doesn't quite this doesn't really convince you just yet elaborate on that because i actually have been finding so many use cases for this
1: (laughs) well so so here's the thing i other than unboxing the phone and sitting on the couch for 30 minutes with my wife uh as we looked at the device i really haven't spent a whole lot of time with it because we've Mm. been so busy with everything else there wasn't an embargo around this phone there's Reviews going back to like two weeks ago already. So there wasn't any like real sense of urgency as far as diving into this device. I will have to say, using the dual screen setup on this device is more intuitive than any other device that I've used so far. That being said, I've going back to multiple conversations that we've had, I'm still not convinced dual screen devices are really worth the extra everything that goes into it the extra cost the extra weight the extra Mm -hmm. software engineering the learning curve that goes along with it i don't think there's that much of a benefit to because this one here is what it's three hundred dollars more than the lg velvet right And it's essentially the LG velvet minor, some camera differences and the screen, it's the hardware on the inside is pretty much the same. Do I think you get $300 more device? I don't know. At that point, you're looking at, you know, a 50, a 40% increase in price over the LG velvet. If you're simply buying that device, is it 40% more phone than the other? I don't know. That's, that's for the buyer to decide
0: yeah debatable it is Um, it is
1: super cool my I I didn't even (laughs) post it on on my Instagram my wife was like oh I'm I'm Instagramming this one and she (laughs) put it on her stories and I didn't put because I didn't put it on mine like the next day I had probably like six like personal friends not like tech enthusiasts personal friends messaged me what was that phone that Rachel was using last night (laughs) so I'm like chatting with people because they're like what the heck is that
0: and oh, so man. like, it and is it, super
1: interesting and that's what I love about it. It is super interesting as far as yeah. value goes. Eh, I don't know, but it, it's cool. And no one's denying See, that's that the thing.
0: I feel like, I feel like interesting. And so it's so a level of interest, how interesting it is, um, the price. And then the practicality, those are the, the, practicality three the three pillars of our, of ours. <laughs> Did you have audio problems again?
1: <laughs> I'm losing audio again.
0: <laughs> this happens every time with you, Nick. Oh man um
1: blame it on the pixel buds i'm back i think
0: okay so the i think the three pillars of phones like this of any phone really is just how interesting it is how practical it is and then of course the value proposition so interesting yes the practicality that's still something that that's something we're kind of talking about right now is we're exploring whether or not it's okay. truly practical <laughs> and then of course and then of course we have the value prospect which you just talked about and then you're <laughs> what the you're, one of these days you're gonna get this right
1: <laughs> I don't know I'm just gonna use the mic from the from the pixel 5 instead
0: okay well the thing is like my audio is going to come in on your actual recorded audio yeah that's true Hold on. <laughs> the feedback <laughs> so um, the so I'm gonna so in the actual audio edit I'll, I'll cut out this part from your actual audio so it doesn't have the feedback um, but we do have a current question um, how would you compare the price of the LG Wing with other foldable dual screen mobiles? Well, the thing is, the the LG Wing is priced at the same, at roughly the same price as typical flagships. You have other dual, you have other foldable devices that have that higher premium because of the fact that they are foldable. Things like the Galaxy Z Fold two, things like the Moto Razr, um, even the Z Flip. The Z Flip is technically a little bit. I think it's still a little high in the price. It came down with the update recently, but. I think that for what you're getting here, it's a proof of concept. That's why they're calling this the LG Explorer program, because this is them actually Mm -hmm. experimenting with uh, these types of phones. Uh, This form factor, this whole T formation, what I call the swerve, I actually found myself – I found this as a way of proving that having more than one screen can be a very very practical thing. And I've known this because of things like the Velvet, the dual screen case, because of the Fold. But – they always feel like they always feel a little bit like adding bulk to an existing uh to mm-hmm. an existing setup meanwhile being well, able to be creative with the form factor here and to have both available in the same device when you need it on demand is a whole different story so to tell you the truth um i actually don't go into this formation until i need to mm-hmm. i don't have to fumble with I don't have to fumble with a huge tablet like foldable device. I don't have to fumble with an extra case like on the Velvet. I don't have to fumble with any of those things yet. I can still have a nice large screen and I'm not a, I'm not usually a big phone type of person, but like, you know, fine. This is what we get. Um but yeah, like once I'm if I'm watching YouTube, for example, and I have a I have a Moft on here. So usually I'm using I'm I'm watching YouTube like this, but then a message comes in. Boom, keep the YouTube Good times rolling, respond on Telegram on the bottom screen. So that's been like one of the main things. And yes, like I said, you can do that on a foldable, you can do that on a dual screen. But this it's level of convenience, here. it's so easy. It's so easy yeah. here.
1: And that's what I was saying. Like the the user paradigm here is dramatically different than with a foldable device or even dual screen devices on, you know, LG's, you know, screen display cases whatever they want to call them the the usability factor of whatever you're doing automatically goes to the other screen and it opens up essentially the launcher at the bottom if you're not already not already in something allowing you to open up your messaging app or the browser or Google Maps or anything like that within that secondary screen it is extremely easy like i i didn't have to look at any instructions to figure out how this works. Whereas on other devices, you're like the Galaxy Fold, you do have to kind of walk through a tutorial on how to do multi-window and how to do one one app on one side and another app on the other and get that whole situated. And once you do, it's pretty easy, but there's a steep learning curve with it. With this, there's no learning curve. You simply flip it and decide what you want to do with the bottom screen. And that's yeah. it.
0: And by the way, the, uh, in case you have run into the issue, because I was trying to figure it out, I do wish there was a button where you can switch the apps easily. I wish there was like a shortcut for that. Yeah. Um, but the thing you're supposed to do is go to the recent app screen on whatever screen you want um, and then click on the app. And then even if it's on the other side, it will just flip on over. It'll flip just flip it over, move over. Yeah. Um, so so there's the one element.
1: thing that's confusing is you can't run the same app twice. Because mm-hmm. I tried that because it's Android still. There's only one version of the application installed, unless you get one of. I don't know if this phone has it because, like, on some devices you can install Facebook twice and have two login instances on oh, of Facebook. Oh, um, <laughs> interesting. And various an,
0: purposes with that before.
1: <laughs> no, like people people managing work accounts and stuff like that agree, where yeah. you you need to or a lot of people did it with, would do it with uh WhatsApp and messaging apps as well because they have mm-hmm. dual sims uh being able to manage me- notif- messages and notifications from different messaging apps for each phone number that they have on a dual sim device um yeah. but that's that's really hard because Android only allows one login uh but that's besides the point it it would be nice to have one version of the Chrome browser up here and another version of the Chrome browser down there. But mm-hmm. install a second browser and you're you're good to go. But if you're... Yeah. Um, the use cases are limited. I mean, it it's simple. You're watching something or looking at something static on one screen and then interacting with the other within another app. It does give you some versatility that you really don't have on a regular phone. But again, I think this is easier versatility for multitasking than what I think most dual screen or foldable devices have to offer just because of the simplicity of the user interface with it changes with a flick of your thumb rather than trying to to push some buttons on the screen.
0: And just to add another use case scenario here, um, this is one that I just kind of discovered like haphazardly yesterday. Have you ever been in a text heavy app? And when you're trying to type something, let's say a notes app, the keyboard takes up half the screen half the time. So you, sometimes you don't even see some of the elements that you want to see. So for me, it's an app called Notion. Notion is one of my favorite note-taking applications. So now when I'm in Notion, if I were to just go like that, the keyboard ends up on the bottom screen. That way I mm. can see my entire notebook on the on the top screen, which is great. The only problem I have with that, though, is, and I, 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 I think I've said this before, so it's not controversial for me to say it now, the LG keyboard is ass. Like, it's just not <laughs> a great keyboard. It <laughs> It you can use another keyboard messes though, up my that. autocorrects
1: i'm sorry oh yeah the lg keyboard is not good by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> but you can't can't you install another keyboard to work on the bottom
0: i need to try because from what i remember just in- you saw- install gboard or something yeah, Issa already did um, her review on this, and I'm trying to remember if she said you have to use the LG keyboard. Certain functions you have to, because there are certain things like there's a split keyboard and there's all these different things. Um, so there are a few of those. There are a few of those things in mind. But a couple of questions in the chat right now. Nova Nova Wolf said, um, "Do you think that there will be a case for it?" Actually, we do have a case. Um, they did send one. The thing is, um, this is how LG usually does it. We get a taste of what in Korea they get to enjoy with the with the actual phones. You'll never see this case in the U.S. unless it's from us, because this case is literally from a store in Korea. Um, let me tell you the reason why I don't it's use like it. It's like
1: handcrafted.
0: Yeah. Do you have... Is this the one, the red one that you have? Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of people who have one. I'll like unbox it right here. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. I was a, Well, whatever. We're talking about the wing. Um... The thing is, I put a Moft on here, and I actually like little products like this because, let's put it this way, on the one hand you can have it down looking landscape like this, or one thing I have done is you could watch something while it's standing vertically like this, which is a whole different, it's a weird scenario, but it works, it actually works. Um, but also, you know, it's a bigger phone, so I would like to just have the the support, that's why I put the Moft on here instead. Uh, so we have another question from Mido? Mido? Um, Do you think other companies will adopt the wing? I don't think so. I honestly don't. Um, Because it is one of those manufacturing nightmares that I think other companies already have their own manufacturing nightmares. (laughs) So they're just going to stick to that. What I will say, though, is and you can you can you can um, maybe you can agree or disagree with me here, Nick, is. I find LG to be one of the, and I mean this very affectionately, I find LG to be one of the most stubborn companies in phone manufacturing right now, to where they will think of an idea and they will be so stubborn about pushing it for at least a couple to a few generations. So this form factor will probably return in one way or another from LG, so that makes me happy. I I actually kind of like it. I think most of us have some fun with it. So if LG continues making it, we will continue trying it.
1: Yes and no. I mean, the one thing that I keep coming back to is the, what was it? The LG flex, their Mm -hmm. curved screen phone that was curved, which were, which there were
0: a few different generations of, there were a few of them. Uh,
1: There were a few of them within a 12 month period because the first one was kind of their proof of concept that they released. And I I think it was, they released it right before and then they re-released it at CES and that's where we all got to see it. But then the next year, 12 months later, you never saw it again. And LG, like, that was a flexible OLED panel. When was last time you saw a flexible OLED panel on an LG phone? Because they all, because Samsung did it with all of their devices. They curved over the edge of the screen. And LG was showing, hey, you can do more than just that. that but they curved, never yeah. released any other devices with curved edge screens like Samsung did they never even ran with the technology like they yeah. have they have the technology to do it they were in some cases ahead of Samsung when they released that and then they kind of just let it flounder i don't honestly i don't know what they did yeah, if they ran they, into they, technical they're... difficulties there or not so like in some cases where they're trying to push something crazy like with the the screen display case on you know the lgv 50 60 and the velvet yeah they've been pushing that for a while but other than that they really haven't i don't know in my opinion they really haven't been pushing things in this kind of sense for a long time this is kind of the first really innovative exciting thing that i think they've done in a long time
0: i agree um i guess i guess where i'm coming from yeah with the lg being stubborn thing is like they are still trying to tout like their their creator features in the camera their pro video Mm -hmm. modes um the dual screen case was my other example um the curved displays i mean that's a whole different era of smartphones at this point like it it feels like a lifetime ago that we were looking at those it does with the the leather back. i mean that that
1: was that. that was more than what six years ago six seven years
0: ago something like that yeah about six i feel like um so let's see do we have any other ones does the wing have dual sim is this one dual sim i haven't even taken the well we have the verizon one so i'm, I'm gonna go with no <laughs> but they no. might be dual sim in asia
1: yeah this is the verizon one and as most verizon phones do they come with a whole lot of verizon bloatware yep that's ridiculous once I saw the There's
0: red all- dot once I saw the red dot during the boot up process, I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> no.
1: So this phone also, and this is going to be indicative of other Verizon phones that are being released now is that are purchased Verizon branded. During the setup process, this asks you to set up Verizon cloud backup on yeah. this phone. And it's a double decline necessary in order to skip through it. No, I don't want it. Are you sure you don't want it? Yes, I'm sure I don't want it, <laughs> and it is a, I think an eight to ten dollar monthly charge to your Verizon account if you accidentally sign up for it. Wow! And all it's doing is backing up your phone call call logs and text messages and a couple other things, so that if you transfer it to another Verizon phone, you can restore those, which you can pretty much do on Andro- any Android device without Verizon Cloud backup storage. Um, So if you are interested in buying this phone or any other Verizon phone that has that during the setup process, make sure you don't do it unless you really, really want to spend $8 a month for a service you don't need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nova Wolf, back with another question. I'd like to watch a YouTube video on the top and look for the next video to watch on the bottom. Is that possible? Unfortunately, no. Nope. Um, This is going to be just like with any other foldable or dual screen device. This is going to be the same story of will the app developers support the form factor? And as of right now, I think one of the reasons why dual screen devices make more sense than foldable right now is because you don't really need to have that extra app support because one app goes on one screen and one app goes on the other screen. But Mm -hmm. for functions like what Nova Nova Wolf is talking about right now, yes, that is another layer to it. It's not going to be the same. Um, It would be nice. It would be nice to have that. Um, Have you tried any of the apps that do support this whole uh, dual, the second screen thing? Like I think asphalt does, right?
1: I did play one round of asphalt and it shows the map on the other side. So like the developer did some extra Work in order to identify that there's a secondary display that I can show specific information on. Honestly though, it's it didn't add much to the experience. It's not like I was glancing up at the map and like, what's the turn coming up? Uh, I can see that on the screen as it's coming up or I could always have the map overlay before. So um, it is a different experience. It's not necessarily better. Uh, in those kinds of situations. So I'm waiting to see if any other developers take them up on trying to create a unique experience for a specific application. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we could be pleasantly surprised. It's, it's, It's nice to have the hardware there so that the developers can go and run with it. The question is, will they? At this point, this is still, I would say, a prototype phone. Uh, just because of the program that they launched it with. I don't think they're going to be selling a whole lot of these. So I don't think there's going to be any true uptake from developers as of yet, just specifically on this device, unless, you know, in six months they release another one.
0: Yeah, um, I'm actually sorry. I don't mean to be distracted here. I'm just I'm trying to show up. I'm trying to pull up another use case that I that I was doing earlier on. So the T, the T formation is one thing. Uh, this is obvious because this is what they're marketing, right? But then when you go into the side formation, um, this is actually what I ended up doing most of the time. If I could just get it to, oh, I turned off. Uh, this is one thing you need to remember is you need to turn on rotation. That way you can make the. You can make things rotate so here's instagram on this side because it, instagram is not good on on a display that is not vertical <laughs> like it just that's just the no. way instagram is so if i'm watching a youtube video here on the side and i'm scrolling through instagram this is the other this is actually what i do and you can actually grip it like this this is this is a comfortable yeah it grip. feels
1: very fairly solid i mean it is a chunky device um but it's meant so that when you have it flipped open or swiveled open you still have a good chunk to hold on to yeah i so, will say though like the other that, cases you just put that
0: case on there the the case unfortunately it can only really cover up the back half of the phone there's not going to be like a a, a a a lip or anything like that it just won't work
1: yeah i mean i'm sure somebody will come out with a case that will find a way to snap on to the front as, so there'll be one for the front and one for the back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, stick, um, I just stick to the... I mean, if I had a pop socket, I'd put a pop socket, but I've actually moved on from pop sockets.
1: <laughs> I usually go so, yeah. caseless, so I, I think I'm fine. Um, the one thing I did notice, though, I it, it does have a pop-up selfie camera. My phone's yep. dead right now, so I can't show you that. Maybe Josh can. Um, and the like a lot of manufacturers... That. Like a lot of manufacturers they built in safety mechanisms so that it's not going to break if you put pressure on it. But I pushed mine in and then for like five minutes every time I pulled it in with the software, it was making this grinding sound. Oh no. Until I like I pulled it out again and wiggled it around. Uh so it's not it's not as good as what you know, OnePlus did last year on the OnePlus Eight Pro with its pop-up selfie camera and some of the other ones that I've used. Um I think this is the first time LG's done
0: a pop-up camera, isn't it? I it seems like it, yeah. Um yeah. which makes me which makes me feel like I've been wanting to use this phrase for a couple of different phones. Uh the the original time this year that I wanted to use it was with the Black Shark Three Pro, uh where they actually have physical buttons pop out from the corners, which was amazing for for actual controller tactile controller feedback um i wanted to use this term for that phone and now i want to use it for the wing uh because it has a pop-up and a swivel screen i want to call these phones the why the hell not phones (laughs) like yeah because that's what they feel like like you have the the pop-up camera and then you have the swivel screen and then they're like you know what since you're going to have a comfortable you're going to be able to hold the phone comfortably like this and have a full-on viewfinder why don't we just make something called a gimbal mode and it's just like what is happening like this is this is such a weirdly robust device um so i guess you can you can put a little bit of insight into the uh gimbal mode i remember you, you did that in the main in the main episode as well
1: yeah so uh, the back of the phone actually it has three cameras there it has a standard an ultra wide and then a second ultra wide uh which seems really strange but one of the ultra wide cameras is mounted like all the other sensors are. Um, So if you hold it in landscape mode, the sensor is also in landscape. But the second ultra-wide is in portrait mode when you're holding this phone in landscape so that when you swivel the phone open and hold it up like this, it's rotated the other way. And they're using that ultra-wide camera. Uh, It is still a little bit wide, but they're using it and cropping in significantly on it. It does have optical image stabilization on there with electronic image stabilization as well. And they've essentially added this gimbal mode where when you have it open, uh, when it's like this, you get special controls on the bottom of the screen to operate the gimbal with your thumb. So because it's cropped in, you can then move your thumb around and it's like the video is panning and tilting to that direction, um, which similar to what you would do with with a gimbal. Yeah, so you get the controls there and then you get a couple different uh, options as far as uh, video stabilization or video lock. uh, So that depending on if you're, you know, you're following somebody while you're recording, or if you're simply trying to use this kind of like a tripod and make sure that the camera is super steady. Uh, it It works really well, and my favorite one, which doesn't really look like it's doing anything, is the lock functionality and because There's it's holder, cropped right? in, yeah you have to hold it so if if you try that out hold hold it and then move the camera around a little bit uh while you're holding it uh not that much maybe. Yeah. So compared to any other device, I don't know if you're actually holding it or not, but compared to any other device, it makes it super still. And so like, if you're having, uh, you know, just small hand movements while you're recording, it's going to cut all of those. You're going to cut all of those out. It's going to look like it's on a tripod, which is honestly incredible for, you know, the electronic stabilization that they're doing in there. Um, it's, it's really innovative for for what it is. I mean, I I honestly think we're going to be seeing some really good advancements in image stabilization for video capture on smartphones within the next year based off of this and some other things that I've seen already, so
0: Kind of yeah, I think that it's, it's one of those things, and we were talking about this in the main episode, that software can only take you so far. Um, it can take you very far, let's put it that way, uh, but then hardware needs to have that same level of care. And a, a, a dedicated lens for this kind of thing makes a lot of sense. Um, so the, my one qualm with it, though, is that I wish that we could use the, like, if there's OIS in it, I wish we could still use the full width of the sensor. That way we can get, like, higher resolution recording. But I get why they're not allowing that. Is because they want to yeah. use the full width of the sensor to create the the, the gimbalized, let's say, footage. Um, mm-hmm. So digital crop-ins, it's not going to be the clearest video, uh, at least in my initial testing. It's not the clearest video in the world, um, but it is probably useful. And it says it also, like, if you want the best results, you have to be in super bright conditions. Yeah, um, it is. So that is the thing.
1: It is kind of dark. I, I well, The first time I tried it out, it was at night in our living room, which isn't well lit. And I was like, man, this camera sucks. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is the (laughs) switched over to the other main cameras. And I was like, okay, that's much better. But yeah, using that one and because of the, because of their approach of what they're trying to achieve, it's not the best in low light. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, so we got maybe like one or two more minutes uh, before I'll call it on the IG live. Does anyone else in the chat? I know that it's it's a Saturday, not not a whole lot of people probably. Uh, you know, everyone's kicking it on their weekend. But yeah, we had uh, we just had to do a weekend recording um, as as usual. We just roll with the punches. So Nick, thank you so much for for being here uh, once again. Uh, but yeah, if anyone has any um, questions in the chat that they want to give us for the last couple of minutes, go for it. I'm trying to think of anything else with the LG Wing. Oh, I will say this. Um, Again, I'm one of those sort of weird users that does things that most users wouldn't do, like constantly playing YouTube or shows in the background while I'm working or something like that. Like, I just showed you the example of me scrolling through Instagram while watching YouTube, and that is a real thing that I do, and I don't know if too many other people do that. Um, I will say, though, I've been getting into a new game called Genshin Impact which is a surprisingly robust and full-featured gotcha game, which is kind of rare um, in the mobile world. So it's a game that you can play on PC and on PS4, I think, and still have the save available when you go onto mobile, which is kind of a big a big deal. And it's a free-to-play game, so it's even better. Um, it's a pretty taxing game. It's a very colorful and very well-animated game. I have been pushing this 765G to its limits playing that game, especially while also watching something on the other screen. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think that's the
1: intended use.
0: (laughs) So, yes, I have been doing that, but I will say that the 765G has been pushed somewhat hard by the game, even on just one screen, and I wonder if... I wonder if there is some sort of like software RAM tuning that needs to be done on this phone because even on that one singular screen that I was playing it more traditionally, it did still have a little bit of a slowdown. Maybe it's still, I don't know, maybe it's a 765G thing. Maybe it's a wing thing. I'm not sure. So
1: so I will say after you recommended that game, I did download it and I was playing it on the Pixel 5 and it was taxing the Pixel 5 pretty okay. heavily. So I, I think it's the limitations of the 765G because it is a stunning game. I need to load it up on the OnePlus 8T and truly give it a go because I I think it's going to look
0: It only goes 60 frames, unfortunately, but it is still a great game on that
1: But still, I mean, if you can max out 60 frames on a mobile device, that's still with the graphics that that game has to offer. I'm really curious, though, with this phone, you should uh, run dual benchmarks on it. Load up, Ooh. load up two benchmark apps and run them simultaneously and see it what it explodes. does to the 765G. <laughs> the phone will, will literally turn to flames. Which um, you but know yeah, what, that, don't that okay, So we had,
0: we had a couple of people in the chat show some love to the LG G6, and I agree the LG G6 was pretty cool. Um, the G5 was the modular one. The modular right? one, yeah. So I do have to say that it was the G5 that I almost literally blew up because it was when USB-C was starting to become a standard and not all of the cables were good. There was that one like spreadsheet on uh that you could google where there was a yep. guy literally reviewing all the USB-C cables. <laughs> um good, good, used,
1: no good, good.
0: Yeah, I used a bad one on the LG G5 and it ended up breaking the phone. Um the uh the the only saving grace was that it didn't blow up because what happened was i once i noticed that it was starting to get really hot uh the first thing i did was take the module out and unplug the the battery so that way it stopped anything that could make the phone potentially blow up so i don't know it just kind of triggered me because when someone when, when we were talking about blowing up phones like i kind of the yeah. one time i've ever had that i've almost done that already <laughs> all right cool well thank you everybody for kicking it with us Uh, Discover Sharma said uh, thank you guys very informative session yeah um, you know we're still trying to figure out this like two episode format of the podcast and here on the IG live I will make sure that we have some sort of topic uh, to bring in I think every half hour is its own topic so if you haven't already subscribed to the Pocket Now weekly podcast feed our mainline episode has the first half of the episode the first half hour is about the iPhone 12 and last half hour is mostly about the Pixel 5 and a little bit of OnePlus AT talk and then of course we talked about this the lg wing so with that said i'm gonna everyone enjoy your weekends i'm gonna get back on my dual genshin impact uh uh parks and recreation <laughs> dual screen situation here
1: binge watching you should actually binge what you should run youtube on one screen and netflix on the other and see
0: <laughs> oh my god that'd be rough um ooh, but you could watch a netflix show and then watch the bts after <laughs> watch the yeah you could yeah. all right cool well nick thank you again um yeah to anybody in the uh audio side thank you so much for listening and we will see you in our next ig live and in our next podcast episode
1: bye guys